Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. Good morning and welcome again to New Stanton Church. I'm Pastor Chris and I am happy to be able to share this final message in the Advent 2020 series with you. We'll share a giving link for those of you who continue to support New Stanton Church during this challenging year. For myself and all the staff here at NSD, thank you for hanging in there with us and working with us to find new and innovative and sometimes interesting ways to show people Jesus. For the past several weeks, Pastor Steve has shared with you how the angel of the Lord appeared to Zachariah and to Mary. And in a way, he helped us to see the Christmas miracle through their eyes. This morning, I want to take a look at the birth of the Savior through the eyes of a man who may be the most overlooked figure in the entire Bible. What most of us know as the Christmas story comes from the Gospel of Luke and focuses mainly on Mary. Matthew, however, tells us the events of Christmas through the eyes of Joseph. Let's take a look, starting in Matthew chapter 1, in verse 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and, will, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to share from your word this morning. Thank you for the ability to bring this word to the body of believers, even though we're not able to be together in the same room. Thank you, Lord, for the common faith we share in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And Father, I pray that you would give me the right words to say this morning, that you would open the hearts of the people to receive what you would have them know from your word. And may my words be true, and may they be of you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what we actually know uh, about Joseph isn't a whole lot. He's only mentioned a few times in Scripture, and other than one verse at the end of Matthew 13, where we learn that he's a carpenter, he completely disappears from the Scriptures after he returns from Egypt at the end of Matthew chapter 2. 
while Jesus is still a, a young child. But what we do know about Joseph is actually much more important than what we don't know. For an example, we know that Joseph was a righteous man. In modern culture, we rarely use any, uh, the word righteous to describe someone anymore. In fact, it often feels like the word righteous uh, has almost become derogatory, as if someone who is righteous is doing something wrong. They're being arrogant or prideful, acting like they're better than everyone else. We often take verses like Romans uh, 3.10, uh, there is no one righteous, no, not even one, to mean that we shouldn't even strive or try to be righteous, as if somehow to be righteous is contrary to God's word. And while it's true that we are warned to be, uh, be aware of practicing our righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, we're also told to seek the kingdom of God above all else and to live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So what does it really mean then to, to be righteous? Well, Strong's Dictionary of the Bible says the word righteous is used to describe someone whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God. In other words, someone who is righteous sees the world through eyes of faith. God's Word, which reveals His will, guides how they feel and act and think. Righteousness is actually the goal of faith. Paul says in Romans, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Joseph was a righteous man because he was able to see God at work through his eyes of faith. The second thing that we know about Joseph is that he believed God. He took God at his word. Strong's Dictionary again describes believe to be, to think, to be true, to be persuaded, to, uh, to credit or to place confidence in to trust Jesus or God as able to aid either in obtaining or doing something. It's what we call saving faith. When the angel appeared to Zechariah, we're told that he was gripped by fear. There was a visual and an auditory presence. He could actually see and hear the angel talking. Zechariah interacted with the angel. He actually asked a question and got an answer. When the angel came to Mary, there was a visual and an auditory experience as well. We're told she was confused and disturbed by the angel's greeting. She was able to interact with the angel. She asked a question and the angel answered her. But Joseph's experience is different. Joseph wasn't awake. He wasn't doing his work or walking down the road when the angel appeared to him, Joseph was in his bed sleeping and the angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. Joseph didn't ask any questions or look for any signs or ask for a miracle or, or even an explanation. He woke up, got out of bed, 
and did what the angel told him to do. You see, Joseph believed God had sent the angel and he took him at his word. A good friend of mine used to say, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. You see, to have faith in something or someone means that you trust in them. If you have faith in your car, you trust that your car is going to get you where you want to go. If you have faith in a person, it means that you trust that that person will do what they say they will do, that they'll follow through with his or her responsibilities or promises. And I'm sure most of us have put our faith in, in friends and cars uh, that we probably uh, shouldn't have put that level of faith in. But Joseph put his faith in the only one who is trustworthy. Because he believed God, he could take God at his word and act accordingly. I want to be a man like Joseph. I want to have that kind of faith, to have that depth of character, to, to have that kind of trust in the reality and the faithfulness of God, to, to just get out of bed and not to worry what the neighbors might say, not to concern myself with what might be, but to just follow the word of God and to put my complete trust in him. That's what it means to be a, a true believer. That's what it means to see with eyes of faith. And it brings me to the next point uh, of what we know about Joseph. Joseph was courageous. Now, the Bible doesn't come out and say that he was courageous like it does. It says that he was righteous. But from what we read about him, Joseph was a brave guy. Strong's Dictionary uh, defines courage as not to dread or avoid because of fear, to bear with, to endure, to, to be bold. One example of Joseph's courage is that he took a very pregnant woman on a 90-mile trip through the desert hills and mountains by donkey and arrived just before the baby was to be born and of all things, in all places, an animal shed. That itself took some courage. And you know, we never hear that there was a midwife in that stable to help with the delivery of Jesus. So in all likelihood, it was Joseph who helped deliver the baby Jesus. I can tell you from personal experience that that takes courage. As a long-time emergency medical technician, I had the opportunity to help deliver a couple of babies, and that is not a task for the timid. Well, after the baby is born, Joseph has yet another dream. In Matthew 2, verse 13 and following, he says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt." Because Joseph was able to see with eyes of faith, he had the courage to get up in the middle of the night 
and take his wife and baby on a long, dangerous journey to Egypt. The Bible says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That sounds exactly like who Joseph is, doesn't it? That's the kind of believer I want to be. A man with the courage to follow God wherever he leads me. Joseph's wife and baby are at great risk if they stay in Bethlehem. There's a great risk in traveling the 65 miles across open desert to get them to Egypt. But because Joseph knew the scriptures, Joseph could see with eyes of faith and he trusted that God would be with him wherever he went. The final character trait I want to share with you today is that Joseph, Joseph was prudent. And prudent is another one of those words that we don't use very often anymore. Strong says of prudent that prudent means intelligent, wise, and mindful of one's interests. If we look at Matthew 2, starting in verse 19 and following, it says, When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, the angel said. Take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who were trying to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and returned to the land of Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler of Judea was Herod's son Archelaus, he was afraid to go there. Then after being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. So the family went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what, was, what the prophets had said, he will be called a Nazarene. See, Joseph showed himself to be a prudent man by looking out for his family's best interests when he recognized that the new ruler of Judea was none other than Herod's son. And he was afraid to go there. Now, I don't think he was scared. He was being prudent. He recognized the danger that this man would be to his family. Archelaus was such a tyrant that Caesar Augustus actually had him exiled from Judea to die in a far-off remote part of Greece. Joseph actually showed great wisdom when he chose not to put his family into that dangerous situation. You know, I can only imagine after living uh, in a foreign country far away from family and friends for uh, what we believe to be about three years or so, that Joseph and Mary just wanted to go home and to see everybody, to show off how big Jesus had gotten and, you know, all the same things that you and I would want to do when we'd been away for a while. But once again, Joseph showed what kind of man he was when he trusted God to lead him and his family to a, bit, to a place where Jesus would be safe, to a place where he could grow up and be nurtured and taught by his mother and father. That's the kind of man I want to be, a man who can completely set aside his own fears and, and uncertainty and reputation and, and pride and, and just listen to God's will. 
And Joseph didn't just do it once or, or twice, but five times in, in just a, a few years, Joseph heard God speak to him in a dream, got up and did what God called him to do. Joseph isn't the focus of the Christmas story. In fact, for the most part, uh, Joseph is barely even considered as part of the Christmas story in most people's minds. He's relegated to the shadows of the stable like the ox and the sheep. But Joseph was God's choice to be the man who would be there to be Mary's husband, to be his son's earthly father, to be the man who would raise his son, to help train him and teach him in the way that he should go. And I believe that that is possible because Joseph could see with the eyes of faith. Joseph was a righteous man in that he, in that the way he, that he thought, felt, and in the way his actions were wholly conformed to the will of God. Joseph trusted God. He not only believed in God, but he believed God. He took God at his word. And Joseph was courageous because of his faith. He wasn't afraid to simply do what God was asking him to do. Joseph was a man of great prudence. He used intelligence and wisdom and did what was best for his family first. You see, Joseph was a man who was able to see the world through eyes of faith. Joseph is the kind of man that I want to be. He was a man I believe we can all look at as a testimony and an example of what it means to be a true believer. And my prayer for you as we close out this Advent season is that you will take the time to consider Joseph and Mary and Zechariah, and how they all saw through the eyes of faith, putting their lives in God's hands and completely trusting him. I pray that as true believers, we will all strive to do the same. Let me close with a word of prayer. Lord, as we prepare to close out what has been for a lot of people a very, very difficult year, I pray that we could all see with eyes of faith. I pray for our leaders. I pray for our pastors and his family, for our staff and volunteers, and for the body of believers here and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to trust you, to take you at your word, and to have the courage and wisdom to follow you wherever you may take us. In your holy name. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. We'd love to connect with you. So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com, follow the Get Involved tab, and RSVP to our next meet and greet.